It's Thursday and you are tuned in to the Worry Less, Pray More show. Hey, you've probably heard it said that faith is like a muscle. And like any muscle, you have to work it out. Today on the show, we're excited to have Pastor Matt Moliere from Crossroads Fellowship in Pleasantville, New Jersey. So sit back and relax, because here's Matt and Chris. Welcome to the show today. Hey, TJ, I'm here with TJ Laurie, my main man, Pots and Pans. Just got back from a trip from Haiti. That's right. So Just good, got back. Good to have you back. Good to have you on the show today. TJ, we have a guest today, uh, a good friend of yours and a good friend of the Body of Christ, Pastor Matt Moulier from Crossroads Fellowship. Welcome, Matt, to the show today. Praise the Lord. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Matt, thanks for coming. It's good to, good to have you here, and you've got an incredible story, which we're going to get into today. Um, so I would just start out with asking, like, who are you? For our listeners who don't know you, because most of our listeners are from Coastal Christian or, you know, surrounding area. So, yeah, what's your, what's your story, man? Who are you? Um, well, I grew up in this area. I grew up in South Jersey. Um, you know, when I graduated from high school, went to Bible college. Uh, southeastern in Florida, and uh, got a degree, and and uh, ended up in Brooklyn, New wow. York, for uh, seven years, uh, Bushwick. Uh, at that point, it was the highest murder per capita in all of New York City. Um, wow. So I did a ministry there uh, with a large uh, Sunday school ministry. Uh, we had fifteen thousand children a week in Sunday school. What? Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, had a youth group of over a thousand thousand teenagers. Oh, um, so I did that for a couple of years, and then went to Upstate, real tiny church. Um, just needed to get some healing and ministry, and uh, and then in 2001, God led us back here. My parents started a church in 1992. My dad's health wasn't well, and so we had the opportunity just to come back and minister with him, and uh, so I've been a senior pastor of Crossroads Fellowship now for 16 years. Wow. Wow, that's, that's awesome. insane. That's awesome, man. And yeah. where, where's that located? Uh, Pleasantville, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Right in the hood. Yeah, yeah, right in the hood, man. Some urban ministry, and we love it. That's yep. the way God rolls, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. That's awesome. So you got this ministry in Pleasantville, and uh, you also have a story that just happened to you the past year is why we're having, because we've been having these conversations about prayer, faith, you know, uh, healing, all kinds of different, like, outside-the-box things we've been talking about, me and TJ, and our last guest was uh, Laura Matera from uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who, you know, had a husband, Joe, was in full-time ministry, great friend of TJ's, and went home to be with the Lord, you know, as a result of cancer. But your story is similar with one thing. You both had cancer, but God chose to take you on a different path. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, the end of 2016, um, I noticed some blood in my stool. And so my wife, being the wife that she is, said, you have to go to the doctor. You don't have a choice. And so I went to the doctor, ended up getting a colonoscopy on February 2nd. Um, and uh, of afterwards... 2017. Of 2017. February, February 7th. Or February 2nd of 2017. And so... Um, Afterwards, after you wake up from a, a colonoscopy, the, they, the nurse said, the doctor really wants to see you. And right there, I knew something was up. Mm. And so we go in this private room, and he says, listen, you have a good-sized tumor in your colon. And he said, we don't know what it is. I said, do you think it's cancer? He said, I don't know, but it looks like it is. Mm. He said, you need to go find some doctors or get to a hospital. Um, and so we began our search to find a good cancer center. And so we ended up at Fox Chase Cancer Center in Philadelphia. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, colon, liver, and lung cancer, stage four. Wow. Um, so stage four, which is 
That's the final stage. That's the final stage. Yeah, yeah. After that, they most people they put on hospice, or you know, they're telling them to get their stuff in order. Right. Um, and so going back a little bit on February second, after I got the colonoscopy, um, I kind of went home. Uh, I laid on my bed. My wife was out getting the kids for school, and I just remember crying, the the tears running into my ears, and I mm-hmm. said, God, what gives? I've given my life to you. Um, I got saved at seven years old. So, I mean, this is my 40th year of serving the Lord. Right. Um, I said, what, what, what's up with this? And immediately, Psalm 118, verse 17 pops into my heart. And I know the verse. And it says, uh, I will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Mm. And so I knew right then and there this wasn't unto death, that God was going to do something through this for his honor and his glory. Wow. Um, and so we ended up, like I said, at Fox Chase. And then I did three rounds of, or not three rounds, I'm sorry, three months of chemo. Um, and preparing for surgery. Wow. Uh, and so uh, June 23rd, I went in for liver and, and colon surgery, uh, was in the operate, on the operating table for eight and a half hours. They ended up taking 60% of my liver and resecting the colon. And then I was in a hospital because I had some complications. I was in the hospital for eight days. Uh, I was released. And then in uh, the first week of August, six weeks later, I had, I had lung surgery. There was a spot on the bottom of my right lung. And so they did surgery. Um, And then come September, um, they like to end with chemo. And so I did another three months of chemo. And on October 4th, the doctor called me after a scan. I had had a scan on October 3rd. And he said, you are cancer-free. Wow. You are cured. He used the word cured, which is incredible because um, kind of going back a little bit, my wife... When all this happened, I mean, gosh, so hard for her to go through this. I mean, I have two teenagers, a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old. Um, but I remember her telling me later that when she was praying, she said, I need a, I need a verse. Like, I, you know, I know for me it was Psalm 118.70. That was my verse. I locked in on that. I stood right. on that, on God's word. And as she was praying, um, the Lord gave her, I think it's Matthew 8.8. 8, and it's that story of when uh, the Roman centurion comes to Jesus and he says, my, my servant is sick, but mm. you don't need to come. You just need to speak the word. And it says, my servant will be cured. And so we kept looking for that word. And when I w- first went to Fox Chase, um, it didn't look good. I mean, they kind of tell you, listen, you've got it in three places. It's spread. You know, it's, who knows where it's going to go after this. And uh, you need to get things in order. Um, and then once they looked at my liver and saw that it was only on one half of it, um, their, their kind of tune changed a little. And they started using the word cure, that we can cure you of this mm. with the colon and the, and the, the lung and the liver uh, going through surgery. So that was something we stood on God's word and just said, you know, I'm going to be cured from this. Wow. Man, what a testimony. And here you are sitting before us today after having stage four cancer in your lungs, right? Mm-hmm. Your liver mm-hmm. and your colon. Absolutely. You're completely cancer free. I am cancer free. Yeah. All glory to our Savior Jesus Christ, thank Amen. you, Lord, for healing Amen. that. Uh, that's powerful. Yeah. So what, like, what some things that you learned? I yeah, mean, yeah. You probably learned well, going through this, and I, and I shared this with you earlier. Um, my prayer from the beginning was, Lord, however you want to cure me, whether it's medicine or a miracle, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to be cured. Right. And God chose to use medicine, which is the doctors are incredible. Um, I'm so grateful for them. Yes. Uh, and I know the journey's been tough. Um, two surgeries, um, and, and it's funny, the, the liver and the colon surgery was long, and I was in the hospital for days, 
but the lung surgery was one day. I, I went in on a Wednesday and it came out Thursday. And but the recovery on that because it's your lung, the breathing, yeah, yeah. Um, was very difficult and very yeah. challenging for the next six or seven weeks. The breathing and all the stuff. Um, so having to go through that, I mean, one of the things that God really showed me um, and kind of you know grounded me with all of this was uh, Romans five three, where it says suffering uh, leads to uh, perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Mm. And so that's kind of one of the verses that I kind of locked in on. And just said, you know what, Lord, through this suffering, um, I want to persevere. And, and, and it's going to build my character. And wow. out of that character comes this amazing hope. Wow. You know, and peace that God gives you. That really, um, you know, Philippians 4, 7 says, you know, peace that passes all understanding yes. will guard your heart and mind. I mean, throughout the entire 10-month process, I had this amazing peace. Like, wow. I knew I wasn't going to die. Wow. I just knew this wasn't unto death. Right. God had given me that scripture. Right. And so I just stood on his word, continued to pray and trust him. And uh, throughout all of this, God's taught me so much. I mean, my life verse is Nahum 1-7, and it says this, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. And it comes back to this idea of the Lord is good, yes. that even through this, God has been good to me, to my family. Um, and we've just had the opportunity to trust him. And, and it's great to know that he knows. He knows your story. Yeah. He knows what you're going through. And so whoever is listening to this, just know that God knows your story. And yeah. if you will acknowledge his goodness and his greatness and trust in him, he knows what's going on and he can take care of you. I love it. I love that verse, man. That verse, you, you, listen to that verse again. Nahum 1-7. God is good. Mm -hmm. One. Two. He's an ever-present help in the day of trouble Amen. and he knows those who trust him. Yeah. Come on, man. That's that a great? powerful verse. I love it. I love it. And it's a little book of the Bible, which many people don't even know is their name. Yeah. And how did you find that verse, by the way? Um, wow. Did you, it's, what, probably it been, your... it's probably been over. No, it's been over a decade. That's okay. been. I have two, if I can show the other one. The other one is out of the New Testament is John 3.30. Okay. And it's just basically John the Baptist. Jesus comes on the scene, and John the Baptist says, he must become greater, I must become less. Yeah, and if we can get a hold of that and just make God really big and make us and our problems and our situation really small, God is, God is amazing. Yeah, he is and amazing. And so, yeah, coming, coming back to Nahum 1-7, um, that's a verse I've had for probably over a decade, just saying this is my verse that I kind of lock in on. Yeah. And if you study the book of Nahum, it's pretty incredible yeah. what, he, what, what is going on in the book. Uh, for him to say that because there's all kinds of evil going on and he's watching it and he's like but god is good god is but good god's good and ever present help in the day yes. of trouble and he knows those who trust him i i discovered that verse like you know not a cancer thing but my back up against the wall with something else nowhere to turn nowhere to go uh needed a miracle um and i open up the bible to this little book Nahum. my eyes land on Nahum one seven mm. and i'm like and I read it, mm. and God was speaking to me, saying, "Listen, I'm good. I'm here in your day of trouble, and I know when you're trusting me." And I was like, closed the Bible. I was like, "God's got this." Amen. You know, and Amen. he and he did. He did, and he took care of it, and he took care of uh, your situation. And I know there's people listening to us right now that, you know, one, we 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 know of a lot of people in our fellowship, and maybe in your fellowship too, that are. I know of a gal right now. Allison, who's getting chemo as we speak for colon cancer. And, uh, you know, I was praying for her this morning, and there's a lot of people, it seems to me, suffering with cancer uh, lately. 
And uh, and then there's you know not just cancer, but there's people that need a God that is good in their day of trouble, you know. And uh, so there's people listening that are going through many different things. Yeah. And you know you're in ministry and you see it. Yeah, I got a text this morning from uh, a lady in our church named Teresa, and uh, she just got out of the hospital. She was diagnosed with lupus. Mm. So the blood, yeah, disease, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So pray for her. Keep her in your prayers, yeah. Teresa. And last night I got a somebody from my church called me, a friend they grew up with, uh, has just been diagnosed with liver and colon cancer. And they said, could you just call him and share your story? And I said, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know, somebody who uh, loves the Lord but has kind of backslidden quite a bit hmm. and is far from God. Right. And just the opportunity to share with him what God's done in my life right. has just been incredible. Well, that's awesome. See, God's yeah. using and going to use. Yep. Your, your story and your testimony for, you know, to for, help so many people. Yeah, and for his honor and glory. And for his honor and glory. It's some powerful stuff. And so, like, so you came through this, and, you know, one of the most powerful things you've heard, you heard in 2017 was that you're cancer-free. Yeah. You know, and uh, what, what else have you learned? I know you were sharing before the broadcast and maybe your lifestyle prior to this cancer mm-hmm. diagnosis and now yeah. after. So what are yeah. some things that God has well, done? One of the things with me is, you know, I was an athlete in high school. And so you go to college and you play intramurals and you stay active. And then after college, I got married and basically got lazy and didn't he take did care of myself. We all do when we get married. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yep. so I was, I was sharing with Chris earlier that my, you know, my wife got pregnant. She put on a few pounds and so did I. Of course she had, she had a child. And they, lost the weight, and then, and then I just and I kept the weight on, and so um, through all of this, I, I really didn't take care of my temple. Hmm. I really didn't for the last two decades, and so I really and I re, I did this in front of the church. I actually repented in front of the church, wow. and said, you know, I haven't been taking care of my body. Um, I've lost ninety pounds uh, since my diagnosis. Wow, um, just eating right, eating healthy, eating clean, taking care of myself, exercising. Um, and so it's funny. One of the and I was sharing sharing this with you, one of the ladies in my church was praying for me one day, and, and God kind of gave her a word and said, listen, um, Matt's not going to die. This is, the Lord told her, this is a discipline. I have to discipline him. Mm. And Hebrews talks about a God, Father, who, who disciplines his children Those because he loves, he loves right. because he loves us, it's out of love. And so um, throughout all of this, uh, I needed to change my eating habits and how I took care of my body and how I, you know, um, did those things. And wow. so... After repenting, um, you know, I've, I've done my best to honor him through what I eat and take care of my body. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the great thing about that word, repentance? God is a forgiving God, a yes. merciful God. And the moment we ask for his forgiveness, and some people struggle with this, but when you really repent and you give something to God, it's forgiven. I, amen. I was just talking about that like yesterday with somebody, like God's grace. You know, like you don't really think about it. I mean, yeah, we sing songs, we do this, we do that. God's grace, God's forgiveness is so real, yeah. I guess I want to say right yeah. now. It's so real. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a human relationship where sometimes there might be some forgiveness. They say they forgive you, but, you know, there's some ickiness kind of maybe. It's not that way with the Lord. No. You know, and when you repent, God's like, hey, like the prodigal son. I was just reading that the other day. And... uh Man, all the stuff that that prodigal son did, wasted that inheritance, did all these things, came, and what did his dad do? Threw a party. Yeah. My son who was dead is now alive. And and uh, I, I, I don't know. I, just lately I've been thinking about God's forgiveness. Yeah. Like how real it is, how, how powerful it is, and how far-reaching it is. No matter what you've done, if you repent, 
man, that forgiveness is there. And, and there, there's an, it even goes further. God says, I'll remember your sin no more. Who does that? Only God. Only God. Only God. So, man, yeah. that's good stuff. Don't be afraid, if you're listening to us right now, of the word repentance. No. It's actually... Embrace it. Embrace it. Run after it. Run towards it. You know, God's going to forgive you. You know, people may not forgive you. You know, your friends may not forgive you. Your boss may not forgive you. Who knows? Don't matter. God will forgive you. And, and if you're listening to Pastor Matt right now, and you, you know, you're, you're feeling a stir in your heart that you need forgiveness for something, go to God, the ultimate forgiver, place the Son on a cross so we can all be forgiven. And that's what's amazing uh, about amazing grace, you know? It is amazing. I just, I just love it. And I've been on this kick in my heart, my mind. You know how you're like you're thinking about something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and you're rolling around, you know, for a couple of days. Well, mine lately has been forgiveness and God's grace and mercy. And you don't really experience God's forgiveness until you screw up. Yeah, right? That's true. <laughs> you screw up and then you ask, you know, like for me, you know, I'll screw up and I'll ask for forgiveness and I'll repent. And then I'll get it like a small answer to prayer on something. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be something minor. And I'll be like, wow. I can't believe that you just, you know, you did that for me, Lord. And, and you know, even though I, I'm, you know, sometimes so jacked up and uh, you, I just can't get over God. I don't want to get over the honeymoon of God's forgiveness and, and uh, his grace and his mercy in our lives. And I just wish that people would believe it and say, you know, man, I'm listening to you guys this morning or this evening or whenever you listen and I need forgiveness for something I did. Well, hey. Go into the shower, turn the hot water on, take a shower and say, Lord, have a conversation with God in the shower. Amen. It's a great place to talk it to is, God. It is. You know? I do that all the time. Man. I he's, do it too, he's listening, man. He's listening then. Yeah. 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 And, and ask for his forgiveness. So that's awesome. So cancer diagnosis, death sentence, stage four. You know, I guess you had a lot of people, you know, because you're, you're, you know, you're involved in the church and everything yeah. and a lot of people all over the place lifting you up praying for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I know people in Haiti were. I know uh, Ann Dice went down to Haiti and, and told him about my story, and people were praying and fasting. And there was a church in Canada that I'm really connected with. I go up and speak uh, a few times. And they, uh, the day of my surgery, the church fasted for me, oh, prayed for on, me. Man. How incredible is that? Wow. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And that's crazy, too, because you said Ann Dice, and that's a common thread, which I didn't even know about until right now, um, because we interviewed Laura Matera on the last episode. And that was a big part of their story, Ann Dice, taking mm. all of these cards that said Joe oh, to the yeah. Dominican she Republic. She did mention that, right. Yeah, so that, that's crazy, man. There's so many similarities in your story, and it's it, except for the fact that you know Joe's ultimate healing was to be you know in heaven with our Father, and, mm-hmm. and you're, thank God, still here, which is I do, awesome. I thank God. Yeah. So does my wife. Yeah, totally, and we do too, and it's <laughs> yeah. so cool to have you here yeah. on the show. Um, you've said a couple times that, you had, you know, you had a word from God that you were going to be healed. That you know, and and then you said so, a woman who prayed for you told you that you were going to be healed. God told her you were going to be healed. So one thing we've been talking about leading up to these interviews um, is things that can hinder your prayer. And and one of one of the things we discussed was faith. You know, when you pray, you have to have faith. And we talked about who has to have the faith. Is it the prayer? Or is it the person that's going to be healed? Um, and we kind of went back and forth, you know, we debated it and it was, it was a fun episode cause we treated yeah. it like, you know, a courtroom. Um, but clearly these people, you know, you could have had 10, 20, 30 people come up to you and tell you 
that you were going to be healed, but it was on you to believe that that was going to happen. It was on you to have mm. the faith that you were going to be healed. So my question would really be is, do you think that played any part? Was that a key into your healing, your faith? Oh, I mean, I mean, it wasn't just the key. I mean, it was the engine that drives the, drives the vehicle, um, your faith, your trust in God. You have to have that. I mean, if you don't have that, um, then yeah, I mean, you, you're kind of hopeless without putting your faith and trust in him. And so when I got that scripture, um, in Psalm that just said, you know, this is not unto death. You're not going to die, but you're going to live and proclaim what God has done. Um, my faith was just strengthened, you know, through that. And then to hear my wife the next day, you know, here's, here's a verse in Matthew 8 where it says, your servant will be cured. And she just knew that was for me. Um, and we just trusted God. We put our faith and our hope and our, our, our trust in God, and um, clearly he came through. And it's not to say that he doesn't come through in other people's situations. I know everyone's different. Um, but yeah, I think you have to have that faith and that, that trust in God. And, and God's Word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the more you get into God's Word, the stronger your faith will be. The more scriptures you memorize, the more scriptures you get to know and, and, and kind of lock into your heart, uh, the greater your faith will be when, when situations like this come up. And, and people that are listening, I mean, listen, I, I had no idea this was coming. This wasn't on the radar. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm pastoring a church. I'm kind of enjoying, you know, my, my one son's a senior. The other one's in college. You know, we're going to be empty nester soon. We're going to, you know, be able to do some different things and travel. And, you know, and then this gets dropped on us. And uh, you just never expect it. But you know that God's in control and that he sees everything. And if you will just put your faith and trust in him, uh, he will come through. Man, that's awesome. And, you know, one thing I want to add to that is, you know, you shared a verse about the centurion, mm -hmm. a gentleman who went to God, Jesus. Which we've talked about Which before. we've talked about. But yeah. it, what's coming to mind is the what happened after. What, hap what happened after that centurion went to Jesus and said, look, Lord, you don't got to come to my house. I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. Mm -hmm. You just say the word and my servant will be healed. And one of the things that I think we don't think about in Scripture or maybe we overlook or whatever, because it's just coming to me now, is Jesus' reaction. The Bible literally says that Jesus, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm using Ocrest right now. Yeah, right? using Chris Einwechterese. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> is Jesus was blown away, blew his socks off. That's what the Bible mm -hmm. says, which is the Word of God. So, man, I mean, think about that for a moment. Can we blow God's socks off with our faith? You know what I mean? Well, in that occasion, it did. It happened. He said, actually, he went on to say, he goes, listen, I have not found faith like this in all, all of Israel. Yeah. Nowhere have I found faith like this dude's got, you know? And then, of course, his servant was healed. So faith is a huge factor uh, in answers to prayer, I, I believe, in a, and, uh, you know... I mean, the Bible's full of it, so it's just amazing Yeah, how we can blow God away is what I'm saying. Absolutely. With Absolutely. our faith. Yeah. You know, and it's not just faith for healing. It's faith for you could, you could be trusting God for a job or, you know, a marriage to be healed. Mm -hmm. You know, not just a physical healing, but a marital yeah. healing or whatever it may be, you know, in that moment. There's not too much that gets done in heaven without faith. Yeah. You know, Hebrews 11 says this guy did this by faith. Noah built an ark by faith. This brother did that by faith. You know, And I think that we have to receive that, believe that, and then try to operate in faith 
Yeah. You know, in those I mean? parameters. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say to somebody, you know, going back on what we've been talking about for the last pretty much over a month now? Um, and, and honestly, what we decided was who has to have the faith. We decided there's examples in the Bible that both people have to have the faith. The people that are praying have to have faith and the people that, you know, are receiving the prayers have to have the faith. And hopefully in those cases, you know, both sides are also lifting up prayers, too. Um, but what would you say to somebody out there who's listening that, um, you know, might be struggling with cancer or, or something else that's tough or hard and, and they're just not seeing, you know, God move? Um, you know, they, they might have the faith, you know, they're, they're waiting on God to do something miraculous, but nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to someone like that? Uh, one of the nights in the hospital. Uh, I think it was about 2.30 in the morning. I don't know if you've ever been in the hospital before overnight or for a long extended extended period of time. Um, but they take your vitals throughout the night. And so you really don't sleep much. You're up every three hours because they have to take your vitals. And so um, I have a port in my chest where they, they put in the chemo and everything else. And so I had had that for five days, and you're not supposed to have it for more than a week. And so one of the nurses came in. I think it was 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. It was I think it was Thursday. Um and uh, she had to change all my all my stuff, all the IVs, all the stuff had to get changed. So she said, listen, it's going to take me 20, 30 minutes. And immediately I thought, man, I got this woman's attention for 20 to 30 minutes. What do you want me to say, Lord? Right. And so we talked about, she said, she actually said the word, she said, you have so much hope. She goes, I, 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 it, it, it baffles me that you have this much hope. And I said, you know, the, the reality is this. Um, if cancer takes me, I get to go to heaven, which really is a win. Mm-hmm. I, I know we want to stay here, and yeah. I know we think our life on earth is so so important, but the psalmist says our life is but a vapor in eternity. And so I got this opportunity in the, mid, in the midst of, of getting, having surgery and getting treated for cancer to share the gospel with this nurse that had nowhere to go. She couldn't leave. And so it was a great opportunity. And so I would encourage people, whatever you're going through, um, there's opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not obligation, but opportunity that God can use your story. Um, you know, even if you're struggling with a, a disease or, or a challenge or, you know, whatever it is, God wants to, in the midst of that, uh, be light in darkness. And mm-hmm. so I had this wonderful opportunity just to share with her how much God loves her. And uh, she was far from God, and she, she kind of grew up in church and knew, knew, knew about God. But uh, just this opportunity just to share God's love with her was incredible even through this. And, and it's not just that. I mean, I, I, you know, I know we're limited on time, but it's just story after story of people that I've just had the opportunity just to share my story with and say, listen, God is faithful. And that's that's one of the big lessons I've learned through all this. He is so faithful, he is faithful that no matter what we do or what we say or where we go or the, some of the poor choices we make, God is right there, and he's so faithful to us. And in the midst of difficulties like this, if you will just trust him, um, he will use you, and he will work through you. And that that's just an incredible opportunity um, that was presented before me. Man, I love what you said there so much because I, I think about it, like one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because of of your similarities um, just with your cancer journey to Joe Matera's. And um, you said that if you were to die, that's a win. Right. And in, and in his case, that that's what happened. Um, but you have an opportunity no matter what, like the, the cancer for you, like you use that as an opportunity. And that's so cool. And that's like even though Joe passed away, like we see that with his story 
he was able to use that as an opportunity and he was able to like have so many wins for God, even though he passed away, you know, in the end and he's in heaven, the whole journey was an opportunity for him. He looked at it as like, I'm going to use this for the glory of God. And even now, like if you would have passed away, there's no doubt in my mind that God would have used your life. He would have given you a legacy mm. through your kids, through your wife, through your church, that your story would go on and it would still be affecting people, Absolutely. you know, and affecting people for his glory. So I love how you said that. And like, it's, it's such a good thing. Cause we can get, I, I've gone through tough things, you know, I, and some of it has been my causing some of it. I don't know where it came from, you know, I don't know why it's happening, but ultimately you have to say, my life is not my own. I don't know why I'm going through this, but God, you're greater. I have faith. You know, and use use what I'm going through. Use my life, you know, to glorify your name. So, uh, man, I'm just so pumped on what you said. Um, it was such. It it's wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't really the answer I was expecting, but I'm so happy that that's the answer that you gave. Um, yeah, and I like what you said just now. It's like some things that you've done in your life, you know, or you're doing, and some things you don't know where they came from. It reminds mm-hmm. me of two guys, Jonah and Joseph. Jonah. Right, what happened to Jonah, who ran away from God, didn't want to go to Nineveh and preach to Nineveh because he didn't like Nineveh, and some things happened to his life. You know, like he got thrown off a boat, got swallowed by a whale, spit up on a shore. I think all those were a result of his doing, right? So I would call that like a Jonah trial, right? Yeah. But then there's Joseph, who did everything right, or like a Job, who could do everything right. You know, God is is uh, saying, "Man, that's my boy." You know, doing everything right, and yet still all this trouble comes your way. So if you're listening and, and you're like, what's going on in my life? Your life's in a tailspin right now. It could be your own doing, right, Pastor Matt? Oh, absolutely. But it could be yeah. You know that, that God is allowing it for a greater purpose. Well, both he's allowing because he's sovereign, sure. but he's also allowing both for a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. One is to get you back, you know, to his heartbeat where you need to be and others to, to teach you and glorify him like in the case of Joseph. But... So, you know, you may not know why you're going through what you're going through. But I would say this, and to your question, as you said, what about that guy that's laying in a hospital? I just prayed over somebody at Mainland, and uh, he's been dealing with a sickness for four years. And he's wondering, you know, what's going on. And I, I don't know why he's going through what he's going through. I don't think anybody could determine that but God. But I would say maybe you would agree with me or not. But I would say, man, if we're going to era, let's go down swinging. Like, let's go down swinging, go down fighting, in other words. And if you were to sit and get get a crazy diagnosis today, and you were to choose to do two roads, one was to believe and one was not to believe, we already know the result for, for the one of not believing because mm-hmm. it's outlined in Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you ask God for advice, if you're going to buy a car, and you ask God for advice, and the Bible says in James, if you ask God for wisdom and you doubt, are you going to get that advice according to Scripture? No. So if you're buying something simple as a car and you ask God for advice, but you doubt that God will give you that advice, the Bible says that you're not going to get that advice. But it says if you're asking God for wisdom on anything, you're going to get it. So it's the same with believing for, mm-hmm. for something. The same principle applies. The Bible is clear about that. You have to you have to believe, Yeah. right? So I would say to anybody listening, man, if you're going through something, you don't know why it's coming to your life, but it's in your life, there is a God that, that can help you get through it, just like he helped Pastor Matt get through his cancer. But you have to believe, you know, and even you can even, you can even pray 
and ask God to help you with your faith. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a clear example in the in the in the Gospels of a guy says, "Help my unbelief." Right. Right. When it, yeah. um, my I grew up. My parents uh, are believers, and so I kind of grew up um, in a Christian home, which I was very fortunate. But one of the things my dad would always say all the time is that faith is like a muscle. It has to be used. It has to be worked out. It has to be stretched. Right. And when that happens, it grows and it gets stronger. So true. Um, I don't know if at 27 or 37, because I'm now 47, I don't know if at 27 or 17, um, going back a couple decades, if I would have been able to get through this the way I did. Hmm. Um, but God is sovereign, and he knows what you can take and how much you can take. And uh, you know, having to go through this um, really tested my faith and my trust in him. Wow. Um, and I, I will say this, uh, 10 months later, or I almost we're coming up on a year, but it was a 10-month process. My faith is so much stronger today than it was uh, a year ago today. It just is Man, because of awesome. what I've gone through. Yeah, so and, you, and you've changed some habits, and you've oh, absolutely, done all these things, and so you know, you're yeah. not you don't want to take it for granted what God yeah. has blessed you with, right? Yeah, and and you know, whoever's listening, um, you know, you don't know where you're going to be in a year from now. You really don't. You don't. Yeah, I mean, so you don't. True. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Right. Um, every breath is 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 a miracle from God. Thank God for the breath. The next breath you take, it's incredible. Um, but know this: that God doesn't want to keep you where you're at. He wants you to grow. You know, he wants to stretch that faith muscle so that it can come back even stronger. Mm. And so sometimes we have to go through difficulties in order to have that muscle stretched. Um, but sitting here today, it's so worth it. Looking back at all that I've had to go through, and, and I tell people this all the time, and I don't want to get choked up, but chemo is just one of the—it's the toughest thing I've ever had to do. Mm. And to have two rounds of it uh, in the beginning and at the end was just— it. it my wife always kids around, you know, and there's a thing online about chemo brain that you just forget things and, and things just happen. And um, it affects not just you physically, but emotionally, even mentally. There's challenges that come with it. Wow. But I will say this. Uh, every time we had to make that drive, it's about an hour and a half drive up to Philly. Um, I would just spend most of the time listening to worship, mm. praying to God, saying, OK, I, I've got my next round. You know, um, you're going to get me through this. I trust wow. you. Um, and there's all kinds of side effects that come with chemo. Um, I, I was very fortunate not to lose my hair. With colon cancer, you don't lose your hair. Um, sorry, Chris. That's okay. But uh, one, of the, <laughs> one, of the, one of the guys in my church joked around. He called me like the next week after my first round of chemo, and he said, did you lose your hair yet? And I said, no, with, with, uh, the, 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 um, with full fox, which is what they use for, for chemo for uh, people that have colon cancer, you don't lose your hair. So, so. it's a different type I, of chemo. It, it is. Okay. They're, all, they're all different okay. for every different thing. Gotcha. So this is one that specifically goes after colon and liver cancer. Mm -hmm. um, when, we, when I was going through chemo, um, throughout it, they would take scans every, every so many months. And they would look. And, and, and uh, the first round of chemo, I had seven spots on my liver. Um, and by the time I did chemo, I only had five. The, the two of them had disappeared, which is incredible. And everything had shrunk which is a great thing right. um, with chemo, and that's why they do it. And I know some people are opposed to it, and you know, I, I see the other side. And, and uh, unfortunately, I just lost a close friend of mine um, who had liver cancer, or not liver, excuse me, lung cancer, and he chose not to do chemo and went, went, went the holistic route. Um, and there's, there's you know, benefits to that too. Um, but I think God ultimately is the one you need to trust. Mm. Amen. Did you pray about your decisions like that? Like, did you feel like God was leading you to say like, 
hey, you're going to do chemo, like you're going to go to Fox. Can, you know, did, yeah. How did that work? Yeah. Well, and I was sharing this with Chris earlier. My prayer from the beginning ha- had been, um, however you want to heal me, Lord, medicine or miracle, I'll take either one. Mm. And so we chose to just do the medicine, uh, trusting God. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it really is a miracle that I'm sitting here and, and doing this broadcast with stage four cancer in three places in your body. Right. Wow. I mean, people still are just, you know, yeah, in holes. Is, man. It's and true. so it's a miracle. People but have I think died God, with a lot less yes, diagnosis. Yes, yes that, that is absolutely. True. But I, I think it is a miracle that I'm sitting here. But it's also um, we used medicine as an opportunity. Um, you know, I, I, I can share with you probably 10 or 15 names of people that sat next to me in chemo that we had a chance to either encourage or pray for. Amen. Uh, one lady, we were in the waiting room because a lot of times you have to wait before you get chemo. It takes, takes a while. They have to do all your blood work. And uh, I ended up sitting next to this woman, and I was grading some papers because I teach uh, over at Atlanta Christian School. And uh, she said, are you a teacher? And so it opened up a conversation. And here she has stomach cancer, and it's inoperable. And so she basically has to get chemo for the rest of her life, wow. however long that is. Her name yeah. is Barbara, if you want to pray for her. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm going to put you on our prayer list at church. And she said, please do. Please do. Um, and so it's just been, you know, one story after another of people just, I mean, my roommate in, in, in Fox Chase for eight days, his name is Henry. And um, he, had, he had colon cancer, too. Um, and, but his was a little different. It was in a different place. Mine was uh, in a place where it was very, op- uh, they could operate. And some places they can't. It's too close to things and it's too dangerous. And, um, you know, he was just trying to survive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wow. It's been incredible. It's been very difficult. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Um, but, you know, God gives all the glory. Man, that's a powerful testimony. You know, I just feel led to pray for anybody listening right now Let's that has that. cancer. Let's do that. Barbara, who you just spoke yeah. of. and Henry. Henry. and Keith. Keith and so many others that that you know are listening right now. You're listening to us. You have cancer, and maybe you're going through chemo, and you're relating to what Pastor Matt is saying. And uh, we just want to take a moment right now yes. and pray for you, Father. We just pray for everybody listening to the sound of our voice right now. Again, we thank you for healing Matt, Lord, and we're praying right now for those, Lord, who who are looking looking for a miracle, Lord. And we just pray, mm-hmm. Lord, that you would heal them, that you would yes. heal Barbara, that you would heal yes. Henry, that you would heal those that are that are listening to the sound of our voice right now. You would touch their bodies. You would remove this cancer, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ and by the authority of Jesus Christ, we command that cancer to be gone in Jesus' name. Father, we pretty minister to them, Lord, that, that you would use not only Matt's but everybody listening to us, Lord, their stories, to glorify you, Lord. And, and Lord, and I, I also pray for anybody listening to us that may not know you yet as a father. They know you. They know of you. They know you as a God. Maybe they even attend church, but they don't know you as a dad through your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray if that's you listening to the sound of our voice right now, wow, just receive the blessing that God has sent, and that's his son, the Lord Jesus, who took a beating who faced temptation 40 days in a desert, yet remained sinless all so he can go on a cross and die for our sins and, and pay the penalty that we can't pay. Thank you. And we're praying for you, if you're listening, that you would just simply say, Lord, today's the day I want to give my life to you. Today is the day that I receive Jesus Christ, that I repent and believe 
in your son, Jesus, and accept him as my Lord and Savior. Today is the day that I officially give my life to you and embark on a new relationship, knowing you as a father, not just a God, but a father. Come into my heart. Forgive me for all that I've done. And thank you, Lord, for sending your son. In yes. Jesus' name, in Jesus amen. Name. And if that's you that's listening, and one, you got cancer, and you need some help, you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of Matt. We'll, we'll post uh, his contact information. If you have any questions about cancer or what he has gone through, we'll give you a link that will show you how to get a hold of him at Crossroads Church in Pleasantville. And uh, if that's you who just received the Lord Jesus Christ for the first time, we will give you some free resources as well to help you get started in your walk with knowing God as a Father through Jesus Christ. And, uh, TJ, you'll you'll share at the end all of our contact information, I'm sure. But Yeah, man. Good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, great show. Yeah. Thanks and, for uh, having me. Yeah, no uh, problem. It's our pleasure. Well, we just want to let you know, you know, God doesn't want you worried about anything. He wants you praying about everything, Philippians 4, 6, and uh, trust him to get you through what you're going through. God bless you. See you next time. This has been the Worry Less, Pray More show. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. For any more information on anything that Chris is doing, you can visit GodTaughtMe.com or check Chris out on Facebook. It was such a pleasure to have Pastor Matt from Crossroads Fellowship on the show today. If you would like any more information on Pastor Matt and his church, visit CrossNJ.org. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.